Warning, the podcast you're about to hear has a unique conservative perspective and may be politically incorrect, containing some controversy in its message. This episode may speak out against liberalism, socialism, the dark state, and religious organizations. It is possible that evil in politics, education, law, society, and religion will be discussed and exposed. However, we believe this podcast adds truth and value to a mature, disenfranchised audience who may be tired of apostate religions and wicked world systems. Listeners who are easily offended, overly sensitive, or have progressive leanings sympathetic to the topics we expose should be forewarned not to listen any further. We thank both those who choose to listen as well as those who choose not to listen. You've been warned. And now, let us get on with the show. Mr. Bow, Mr. Bow, Mr. Bow, Mr. Bow. Are we on? We're on Freedom Friday. <laughs> well, hello to you too. Today's date is December 22nd, 2017. Cool. I never said it was like a pro show or anything. I mean, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? You got to keep it light. Keep it light and fluffy. Because you yell all the time. Yellow yeah, I yell. Mm-hmm. I know. Hey, I got a Facebook eyeball staring at me. I hate that. I hate that Facebook eyeball. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're going to talk about Facebook, and it wants your face. It wants to Facebook your face. Don't let it. Don't. Don't let, let it. it. We're going to tell you why. All right. And then there's a federal ban on making. Well, I'm sorry. The federal ban is lifted on making lethal viruses. Ooh. Yeah. It's lifted. What could go wrong? On the same vein, we're not going to talk about this. I'll just mention this. The FDA is cracking down on holistic treatments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No longer are you going to be able to take lemon and honey to clear a sore throat. Because they're going to investigate that and crack down. But a ban on creating lethal viruses is lifted. Wow. There was a woman, Miss Kapow, and she had a baby. But the baby's from a embryo that's 24 years old. Yeah. This is creepy. The baby's creepy. And then... He- <laughs> I'm sorry. I looked at that f- baby and it was like... I know. It looks Damien. Like, it does look like a black-eyed kid. Yeah. And I hate I hate to be mean, but, you know, because it's somebody's kid now, but... Creepy. Come on, folks. Anyway. Human and robots to have children. It's yeah. gonna It's going to be a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about... Well, you know, I'm going to save this for last. I'm not going to tell you this next one. I'm just going to say it has something to do with transgenderism... Well, let's just say it's a family show piece. It is a family show piece. You're going to love this one. But I'm going to say that. Just in time for the Holland dance. Mm-hmm. Merry transgenderism. <laughs> so do you have a scripture from the truth before we start talking about, you know, the fake news? What's fake? You know, it's more like it's phony. It's like it's not real news because real news is like. You know, the police did this, did this. There was a fire here. They rescued a cat from a tree. That's news. This is like... This is lies. This is like lies and entertainment to keep you distracted. It's phony news. It's it's really goofy. 
Okay, the first scripture I have is from Micah 2.1. It says, Woe to them that devise iniquity and work evil upon their beds. When the morning is light, they practice it because it is in the power of their hand. Then Proverbs 6.12-15 says, A naughty person, a wicked man, walks with a forward mouth. Naughty. He winks with his eyes. He speaks with his feet. He teaches with his fingers. Forwardness is in his heart, and he devises mischief continually. He soweth discord. Therefore shall his calamity come suddenly, and suddenly shall he be broken without remedy. And the last scripture, 97.10, says, Ye that love the Lord hate evil. He preserves the souls of his saints, and he delivers them out of the hand of the wicked. Mm. I like that one that says, It's not, eh? Just not. Facebook wants your face. Don't have it. Don't do it. I'm telling you, the, and you know this, the spine is out of control. Oh. It really is. It's just, it's just crazy. The information they want. I went to the gas station today, Miss Capel. Chevron, by the way. Mm, don't like Chevron. Me neither. They're expensive. And uh, so they, this, it used to be a little independent gas station, smaller one, and Chevron bought them out. So they put these new pumps in there, right? And these one of these pumps that give you the, you know, they advertise to you while you're getting gas. Mm-hmm. Like, get, get Chevron Techron to clean your jets. You know, it's like, you know, I don't want to listen. I don't want to watch TV when I'm putting gas. Leave me alone. But anyway, you, you put your card in. And, uh, you know, they go through all these these hoops and stuff. But they want you to put your loyalty reward number in from Vaughn's or Albertson's or whatever. You know that stuff. But uh, they want your phone number. It's all linked to your phone number. And it says if you go inside to pay cash or whatever for the, for the uh, you know, the gas to the cashier, give them your phone number. Yeah. You know, they all want your phone number. And I'm going to tell you something, folks. Your, your email Online, that's like your social security number. Well, it's kind of more like your driver's license number now. That's what you're tracked to. And if they can track, if they can put your email with your credit card, mm-hmm. you know, they got a pretty good profile on you. When I say they, I'm talking about merchants and marketers, but I'm also talking about hackers and criminals and stuff. So it's it's really, your privacy is nada. is nada. And you you the only thing you can do is blur it. And uh, I'll teach you how. But Facebook here wants your face. Yeah. And this is, it's sinister. It, it, it always rolls out like, hey, this is a free tool. This is cool. It'll help you do this, do that. And it always they always roll this stuff out like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then there's a whole different um, intent yeah. for them. And nothing's free. No. You know, Facebook... Well, it's free. That's a big, big red flag for me. If there's anything that says, oh, this is free. Nah. Yeah. It's cost you somewhere down the line. Yes. Yes. They're giving you this technology and the ability to do this stuff for your information. They want your information a lot. I'm always getting bugged to uh, update my profile because on my personal page, it's Kapow Radio Show. No picture, no nothing, blah, blah, blah. And so they're always like, update your profile, update your profile. What more about, you know, that's that's all, that's all I'm giving you. Mm -hmm. Uh, But they're constantly bugging you. And then if you have a business page and I run a couple of them, uh, they really want, 
you know, that tied into your personal stuff. It's amazing what they want to know. But they just got, you know, Facebook got one step closer to becoming um, really the literal embodiment of its name, Facebook. So they're rolling out a new facial recognition feature. So you, you, you put this together with your iPhone, your Apple phone. You know, first it's the, uh, the fingerprint to unlock it. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll admit, I did that. Because it was so easy, rather than type it in a six-digit passcode all the time, yeah. just to unlock your phone with your thumb. Not only my right thumb, but my left thumb, you know. So, and my reasoning was, heck, I was in law enforcement. I've been fingerprinted a million times. I, ha- You know, they know who I am, fingerprinted. So, so what if they have my fingerprint? But really, that's bad thinking. And um, what I know now, I wouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Even though I have been fingerprinted in the FBI database, but it doesn't mean that I have to give that information to Apple. Right. And I shouldn't have done that, but I did. Miss Kapow didn't. Mm-mm. She still types in her six-digit number like <laughs> like a grandma. Let's say it's two, three, was it four? <laughs> and I just quickly open it with my thumb because I'm cool and hip. And when they come to get me, they're going to know exactly who I am. You know, and then uh, I was, <laughs> I was so annoyed because I, I've been doing this whole blur thing and getting rid of online stuff. And I found out there's, a, there's stuff on me on ancestry.com because years ago I, I signed up to that because I had an uncle who's, who's now died, but he was really big on tracing family trees and all that stuff. But bigger than heck, man, you know, there's a picture of me, you know, they had my education, they had all kinds of stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. they had the 12 women I'd been married to in the past. (laughs) I thought there was only 18. No, only 12. The other ones were just, they were just girlfriends. Nothing legal, you know, they had the fact that I used to be a woman and now I'm a man. And then I self-identify as a turtle. Oh, they have it all, don't they? Yeah, they had it all. And But here's, it's amazing. You go to Ancestry.com, you know, and the, the first thing they do is join up for the for DNA. DNA.com. Send it, get your DNA kit. They want your DNA. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, you know, hey, the company's just trying to track down family members and, you know, from Ireland or whatever you're from. Uh, but you know, these companies, they gather all this stuff and then there's a back door, mm-hmm. you know, these they've been gathering that DNA for a long time. Yeah. You know, I, I certainly wouldn't do it. And I've made some mistakes. I haven't made a lot of mistakes, right? Ms. That's right. But I've made some mistakes in the past by giving information away that I wouldn't have done today had I, had I known or thought, but back in 2013, 2014, when my uncle's putting together family trees, I didn't think about it. Sure, you know. Anyway, anyway, what the hoot? But they get it from different uh, ways, anyway. You know, when you go to the doctors and you give all that blood. Yeah, where does that go? You know what I mean? Because I, I always wondered, well, how come they have to have so much blood? Well, you know, they sell it off. They do. They sell it to the vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that's true, but it it sounded good. Anyway, (laughs) Facebook has a facial recognition feature 
Once you agree, now you have to agree to let Facebook use your face, your data on your face. Once you do that, check it out. You gain access to new tools yeah. that we don't get. Us, us unface people don't get these new tools. And Facebook says these new tools will help protect your privacy <laughs> and block catfishing attempts. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you're going to give them permission to use your mug and analyze your face for facial recognition. And in turn, they're going to give you tools that will protect your privacy and block catfishing. Well, how about this? How about if I just don't give you my mug and that really protects my privacy? Yep. They want your face and somebody is going to backdoor that either merchants, companies, the government. We live in East Germany. You know that mm-hmm. it's a Stasi state. They're tracking everything we do. And most of them are merchants and it's annoying enough. I can't tell you how many phone calls I get every day. Spam because mm-hmm. I've had the same cell number for years And I get spam every day. I probably get half a dozen numbers and I go block, block, delete, block, block. But they just, they're robo, robo calls. Mm -hmm. And I'm on the national do not call list. Yeah. That does a lot of good. Dad did you. Yeah. And it's taken me months to get rid of spam emails to unsubscribe to all these knuckleheads, Mm -hmm. you know, but I have tricks now that I don't do. I don't get spammed. So Facebook says. These new features will soon be available to users who turn face recognition on. And it's with a simple on-off switch, folks. Simple. They make it easy for you. so simple. Number one, Facebook will alert you when photos of you are uploaded. Ah. See, even if you haven't tagged, been tagged in them, they'll alert you. Hey, your mug's been uploaded. And this happens even if you aren't friends with the person who uploaded the photo. So as long as you're included... You're included the audience group specified by the uploader's privacy settings. They'll notify you. Mm -hmm. Oh, what a great, that's great. That'll, so giving them your face will really help you protect your face Mm -hmm. from other people. Number two, Facebook will alert you if your face is included in a profile picture. There you have it. So if like, if you're like doing a phony Facebook page or something and you want to use my mug, Mm. It ain't going to happen, brother. Yeah. You know. Because we're protected. Yeah. They'll notify me. Hey, someone's using your mug. Hey, that ain't cool. So this update is aimed squarely at preventing catfishing and revenge porn style attacks. I don't think you and I need to worry about that. But some some people do. I can. <laughs> you never know, though. You never you just know. Never where this is where someone creates a fake profile using intimate photos of a person without their consent. Uh-huh. And then number 3, finally. This is a good one. I love this one. Visually impaired users. They can't see, right? They're blind as a bat. Can now hear aloud who's tagged in photos alongside them. So if you're blind as a bat and you give Facebook permission to use your blind as a bat mug, then you can hear a little audible thing that says, you're standing next to Joe at the Mandalay Casino Hotel and Resort. 
<laughs> Come on. It's just the stupidest thing. <laughs> the, the catch, of course, is that you'll have to authorize Facebook to access, store, and then match your face data with uploads across the site. Oh, this is all, this is free. And we need this wine. Yes. Why do you need to protect you, Ms. Kapow? It's for your protection. Now, some of the privacy experts like myself balk. They balk at the idea of giving face data. That's because you guys are closed-minded. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. But the social media company has recently moved to further incorporate images of users into their security measures. Did you know that throughout this last year that Facebook users have reported being asked by the site for selfies? Did you know that? No. The site itself has asked a user for a selfie in order to verify their accounts. See, now that's creepy to me. Yes. I'm sorry. I don't like that. No. And they do this because their accounts um, may have had suspicious activity and that was detected. So I had suspicious activity to go, we don't know who you really are. Could you upload a selfie of yourself? Mm -hmm. Oh, folks. Hello. Last month, Facebook piloted a program in Australia. Australia. It would essentially block uploads of revenge porn provided, provided you, you send the images to Facebook first. (laughs) here's my naked self (laughs) okay so if you see my naked self anywhere else let me know (laughs) so so to be clear facebook has set up a new privacy and security schemes that will guzzle up even more face data the company should scale up its transparency efforts and be even more forthcoming particularly if this is being done to protect people from having their photos abused, as they claim. So anyway, um, yeah, they're going for it. They're going for it. I think it's very weird. There's a man named Adam Harvey. He's a counter surveillance expert, Mm. infamous for his anti-recognition makeup. And he spoke to Gizmodo back in October about this very thing. And about Facebook's push to integrate the face data. And here's what he said. He said, when any information is co-opted for security purposes, it becomes less secure to share. Oh, That just makes too much sense. For example, sharing your mother's maiden name online would not be a good idea. That's what Ancestry.com does. They have all that stuff, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> mother's maiden name. See, that name's stuff father. never really appealed to me, and I never did <sighs> like that either. No. Well, that's, yeah. That's because you're not looking for dead relatives you, that you can pray into heaven. Yeah. Oh, man. He says, for example, sharing oh, the mother's maiden name. Likewise, Facebook's proposed facial recognition product would make sharing your face online a security issue, even more so than it already is. That just makes sense. Mm-hmm. That just makes sense. You know, they already use shadow profiles. They already use algorithmic black boxes as part of its money-making strategies. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes they use it in conjunction with the po-po. Yeah. Scary. Don't do it. Mm-mm. Don't do it. You know, even there's, there might be a point where you go, hey, I can no longer be in social media. I, I no longer can do this. Uh, there might be a point where, where we as Kapow show say, we can't do this no more. Uh, I can't operate like this. And that's going to be fine if that day comes. Mm-hmm. That you're just going to have to shut it down. But it's a lot better than um, this world's not going in the right place. You're gonna If you're going to be here for any length of time, <laughs> it's not going in the right place. No. That's, that's for sure. That's for sure, Ms. Kapow. That's for sure. Now, what do you think about this federal ban on lethal viruses being lifted? Uh-huh. It's crazy. Last Tuesday, they ended a moratorium. This is the feds. USA, by the way. They ended a moratorium imposed three years ago on funding research that alters germs to make them more lethal. This sounds like something out of a... Sci-fi film. Yeah. This is the New York Times. Mm. This isn't like the sun. (laughs) You know, the New York Times. Now, such work can proceed, said Dr. Francis S. Collins. He's the head of the National Institutes of Health. But only if a scientific panel decides that the benefits justify the risks. Of course. Mm -hmm. And some scientists are eager to pursue these studies. Can uh, Can you imagine that? Yeah. You know why? Because they want to study how a bird flu could mutate to more easily infect humans or could you, it could yield clues to making a better vaccine. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Give them your face so they can shoot it with vaccines. <laughs> Give them your face. But the critics say, no, no, no. A monster germ could escape and kill people. But the government panel said, come on. We'll require that researchers show that their studies in the area are, in fact, scientifically sound. Of course. And These are be... responsible people. Exactly. And also, they'll be done in a high-security lab. Yeah. Okay, Don't whatever. worry. Nothing to see here, folks. Keep on moving. They're going to have a rigorous policy. It's going to be okay. Give them your face. Yes. But the regulations apply to any pathogen that could potentially cause a pandemic. Mm-hmm. For example, they would apply to a request to create an Ebola virus transmissible through the air. Wow. But it can't escape. It's a secure lab. How many times I got to tell you? And they have policies, in fact. And none of these people are crazy. No. There's no crazy people in the world. Mm-mm. Yeah. Anyway. So the good news is the ban's been lifted. So this is what we can expect in the coming years now. As um, if like they don't do that already. Yeah. Yeah. But now Only it's, they don't have to hide. Yeah, they don't have to hide. Now it's, <laughs> and they can get funding. Yeah. So they couldn't get funding before. Oh, this story goes on. It has a lot of bad examples of what happened. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, wow. I know. It's, it's sickening. Hmm. Well, you know what? I, for one, choose to trust the scientists. I think they have their our best interest in mind. Oh, yeah. Where have I heard that one before? You heard that on a commercial that yeah, said, Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I know. <laughs> hey, Vinny, I think the scientists have our best interest in mind. Mm-hmm. 
Need a clue? <laughs> Get at the app. Yeah, we have an app for that. Uh, Kapow Radio Show app. Get a clue. Get a clue. Shall we keep going or should we take a commercial break? Oh, take a commercial break. Okay, we'll be right back. Hello, Kapow Radio Show listener. You came here to get assistance, knowledge, or perhaps to be part of a unique community that exposes evil. We thank you for your compassionate and strong prayers through the years. Since 2011, we have had over 370,000 listens to over 1,000 episodes of free Bible teaching and spiritual commentary. However, we are experiencing rising production costs within our podcast hosting platforms, free apps, online advertising, website hosting, and aging equipment. We continue to finance the cost in order to bring a unique biblical message to the listener free of charge. You can share in that work while expanding the message to new global audiences. Would you consider a small donation? Share because the world has become much darker and needs to hear truth. It only takes a minute by going to the desktop sites of kapowradioshow.com or fifthhookmedia.com and clicking the donate button. We thank you in advance for any small amount that is placed upon your heart and for joining us in the kingdom against powers of wickedness. Back on, Miss Kapow. All right, team. And I refuse to make fun of myself. I refuse. How about this baby? Now, <clears throat> I, I really, I, I don't want to, to talk mean about somebody's child. But the kid looks odd. It's... <sighs> Doesn't it? I don't like it. It looks like a little, it looks like a, an old man in a baby face. It's just, but it has these pitch black. Oh God, I'm not going to, I, you know what? Someone's going to say, man, you are mean. You just, that has nothing to do with anything. You are, uh, you're a twig. I just made that up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is from CBS Baltimore. There's a woman, she's 26 years old. But she has a baby born from a record-breaking 24-year-old frozen embryo. Hey, dude, this might as well be Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a Neanderthal. Was there anybody alive 24 years ago? Anybody out there? A Tennessee couple. Don't say it, Miss Capel. I know what you're thinking. They've welcomed baby girl who grew from the longest frozen embryo to ever result in a birth. Number one, I don't believe this. I'm suspicious. Yeah, I know. I don't believe it either. This, uh, they had a baby. Prior to being transferred into Tina's uterus, Tina's tiny uterus <laughs> at, the, at the National Embryo Donation Center in Knoxville. Knoxville, Tennessee. Yes. Prior to this happening, the embryo Emma grew from has been, this This is something to be proud of, cryopreserved 
for more than 24 years. Now, here's my question, Miss mm. Capel. Maybe you can answer this. How did this lucky couple get to choose a 24-year-old embryo from a person 24 years ago? Uh, that, that is a good question. That donated this. I mean, it's going to, you know... <sighs> There wasn't anything more current. You didn't have something maybe six months ago or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, I would they get a free thing? It almost sounds like that. They had a coupon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like do this and uh, everything will be paid for. Yada yada yada. Yeah, we could do stories and put it in the medical journals. Mm-hmm. She'll be famous. And it's uh, her name Emma, which is kind of interesting. Means universal. Oh, uh, universal. You know what I mean? Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, this is the longest world record for the longest holder of a frozen embryo to result in birth. So it says uh, this center, this National Embryo Donation Center, has helped to produce more pregnancies through embryo adoption. Nearly 700. That's not a lot, really. No. Than any other organization or clinic. That really isn't a lot. I don't know how long they've been around. Uh, but anyway, well, since 1992, because that's when Emma was frozen. Mm-hmm. And guess how old Tina was, the mother? A year and a half. She was only a year so and a half old. So something must have been made uh, with her mother. What if it was her mother who actually froze the, and she just had her yeah, sister? That could ha- that could be. Oh wow! That could be. Why not? Uh, but anyway, so um, they used uh, an old early cryo preservation technique of slow. Fr- this is delicious. They slow f- froze uh, on one day. One of on, on I'm sorry on day one of the development. At the pronuclear stage. Mm. And that resulted in 100% survival of the embryos with a 100% continued proper development to the day three embryo stage, whatever that means. And that's what they did. And so they're happy. Now, I just don't know why, why did they wait 24 years and then use it now to put it in this lady? I don't know. It just sounds weird. Well, I'm sure it has a lot to do with the, uh, you know, um, Robots. Yeah, that and the Cairo, uh, you know, the people that died. Yeah, so freeze their heads. Yeah. Yeah. And see if it, you know, they can sustain life or something. Yeah. I think Walt Disney froze his head, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that? No. Coming back 100 years later on another body. Hey! Talk about brain freeze. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, what happened to my company? Where's my money? How come? Yeah. Things are different now, Walt. Yeah. I like that brain freeze. <laughs> Get it? Get I it. like it. Uh-huh. Okay, now here's you know here really is stupid news. This is the Daily Star. They have the best weird news out there now. Um but it's like true, but it's stupid. <laughs> I know. I, I post their stuff because it's just so stupid. This is an exclusive from the star, folks. So you're not going to get this anywhere else. Don't be going anywhere else. Robots and humans can, that's in capital letters, can, C-A-N, make babies. Creating a new hybrid species. Great. I just think that's so sweet. I want to cry. 
I mean, you're going to have babies, 24-year-old embryos. You could now have hybrid species with robots. Uh, I can only see a see, bright so future. So now it's no more longer a machine. It's a it's a person. It's, of course. You know what I mean? Yeah. With rights and. This is the stupidest. These things have more rights than an embryo or fetus. Yeah. Well, <sighs> they say that humans and robots can make babies together mm. using genetic engineering. Of course. To create a new hybrid species from skin cells. And this is, is believed by a leading AI expert who will announce this in a groundbreaking speech. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to hear this. Dr. David Levy. Hmm. He's a world leading artificial intelligence researcher. Just ask him. He will tell you. <laughs> and he's going to explain to you, Ms. Capel, mm-hmm. how the genetic information of sales can be manipulated to create a baby mm-hmm. with human and robot DNA. Okay, stop. Well, see, that's just it. I wouldn't want my kids to be manipulated in that way. Yeah. Well, you know, robots don't have DNA. No. Human does. Mm-hmm. So it's already kind of falling apart, but let's let's go with it. Uh, in his keynote speech at the third, now this is the third, not the first, not the second, not the last. This is the third International Congress on Love and Sex with Robots. Dr. David Levy, that's where he's going as a professional, learned doctor of whatever he is. He's going to the International Congress on Love and Sex with Robots. What kind of kook do you think this moron is? He's a pervert. I, I, how did we miss the first and second International Congress, Ms. Capel? I don't know. Where was I? I don't, you're screaming about something else. I missed the love and sex with robots? Yep. I could have learned so much. Uh, speaking at the conference in London... This is just the other day. This is last Wednesday. Dr. Levi, or Livy, he's going to explain how advancements in cell biology and biorobotics have led to his extraordinary conclusion. This guy's a nut. Ahead of his speech, the Daily Star Online, this, so it's got to be true can exclusively reveal extracts of his radical research paper called Dun 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 Dun. Can robots and babies make humans together? That's what it says. Can robots and babies make humans together? I would think it would be titled Can Robots and Humans Make Babies Together? But I'm not a doctor. I don't have a PhD in robotics, sex, and love. I just don't have that. I was busy working for a living. I don't know. But Dr. Levy, oh, he's also an author. Of course. Guess what the name of his book is? Just, just, just guess, Ms. Kabat. What's the name of his book? What is his name of his book? Love and Sex with Robots. 
No kidding. Yeah. It's very original. I have a feeling that this conference, this international conference that's put on about love and sex with robots is Dr. Levy's own creation. Because he wrote a book with the same title. Well, that explains those pictures of these women robots. Yeah. Well, Dr. Levy's the only one in attendance here, folks. You know that. <laughs> no one else is going to this. <laughs> so he's the author of Love and Sex with Robots, and he's going to argue that it is possible, dang it, for human and robots to make babies given recent progress in stem cell research and artificial chromosomes. This sounds really disgusting. I, you know what? I think, like I said, it's the star. I think he's just nuts. He, um, his speech is going to draw heavily on research in the fields of stem cells, bio nanotechnology, and robot genetics. Really? Can, can robots have genetics? They don't have the... It's a... See, this is as confusing and frustrating as when you're talking about transgenderism and all those people that want to identify as anything but what they are. Isn't it just mass confusion? Who's the author of confusion? Satan. Yeah. This is satanic. This comes right from the horned one. And I, you know... Who knows? You know, here's another guy. Uh, there's researchers at the Ohio State University, Wexner Medical Center, and they've developed nanotechnology-based chip. It can successively inject genetic code into skin cells. Well, that's for humans, right? For, you know, that's scary enough on its own. But... He's saying that scientists will be able to use this chip process called tissue nanotransfection. TNT. Yes. And that's not good. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's on purpose, right? Let's yeah. put some TNT in your face with Facebook. Give us your face. And so this tissue nanotransfection, <laughs> it will allow the genetic code of a robot Okay, robots don't have a genetic code, damn it. How many times I got to tell you? They're not real. They don't have DNA. They don't have genes, you moron. I want to kill these people. I want to kill them so bad. I want to just kill them. The genetic code of a robot can be passed on to its offspring along with human genetic code. <laughs> Oh, God. These are mad scientists or mad... Oh, yeah. These... these Doctors or what do yeah. you want to call them? They should have dated when they were teenagers, man. I'm telling you. They should have gone out with real women. My Lord. Uh, this genetic code can be injected into skin cells. They're capable of being turned into embryos and sperm. Did you know that? And they, they, they will render sexual intercourse and IVF redundant. Wow. So there's a real possibility, a real possibility, this guy says, that the robots of the future manipulating human skin cells to create human sperm and human eggs, and from them using the discovery of TNT as a basis, creating an entire human baby whose embryo can be nurtured and carried through pregnancy by a mother surrogate. 
And he believes this is how it's possible within the foreseeable future for humans and robots to make babies together. And, um, yeah. That's and, Yeah. So, this, I don't think this is anything to lose sleep over. I think this guy is totally insane. insane. And Dr. Livy is speaking at the Third International Congress on Love and Sex and Robots on December 20th. And this book that he wrote is called Love and Sex World. This is his conference. This is his thing. He probably wrote this article. This is, he's the only one there and a guy named uh, Marv. <laughs> Some homeless guy named Marv who thinks this is a great idea. And he gets free coffee. Ah, <sighs> uh, Ms. Capel. Down here on the story, it says, uh, since the dawn of humanity, uh, Dr. Levi or Levy will say sexual intercourse between a man and woman was universally accepted as the only method by which a child could be conceived and born. But that changed in July of 1979 when Louis Brown, Louise Brown, the world's first test tube baby, was born after conception by an um, in vitro fertilization commonly known as IVF. And with the advent of IVF, science rewrote the conception rule book and provided the impetus for researchers to investigate possible alternative means of human reproduction. Boy, you know, all these uh, transgender women who want to be men and men who want to be women and gays and lesbians and all that, they're, they're going to love this stuff, you know? Let's have babies with a, with a gay robot. I don't know. It's, it just all goes back to whatever the creator God created. Let's just try to undo that. Let's unravel that. Because the miracle of birth, the miracle of... Wasn't a, good enough. Yeah. It's amazing. The miracle of, of a pregnancy of, of, of any animal is just incredible. An amazing thing. that A reproduction of this... Yeah, but see, the thing is, what they did is they, somehow, they made a lot of women infertile, right? Mm -hmm. And so now there's this need. And lo and behold, why should you be, um, why should you not have children? Yeah. So we have a way of getting you pregnant. And this is where it is. You know what I don't like? The biggest thing I have a problem with is I think they're being mean to the to the female robots, to the sex bots. How's that? Well, what if the sex bots don't want to have babies? What if the sex bot just wants to do math? Well, that's insane. Well, I should go on the star then with my my theory. You want to hear something else crazy? Mm-hmm. An entire family turns transgender. Yeah, see? Keep it in the family. Why not? An entire... Must be in the water. <laughs> <laughs> An entire family. See, now, how is that? Because they're mentally insane. Oh, look at this. They're in Arizona. <laughs> right across the street. Right here in Arizona! My Lord. Okay, and this this is from CNS News, and they're totally politically incorrect because they call a they call a man a man, a woman a woman, a son and a daughter. You can't use those terms. No, though they are days. 
or theirs or theys, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I identify as a they. But that only happens to humans because they do have gender specifics when it comes to robots. I know. And then when you look at the picture of the sex robots, they're all females. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Named Sophia. Mm-hmm. And this little Emma and baby she, is a female, too. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. And you're right. It, the, the whole politically nonsense, it, it only applies to... Uh, Humans. To humans. Yeah. If you're a robot or a thing or a machine, you can be called a she or a he. It's, it's cool. Instead of identifying as a freaking computer. Mm-hmm. Well, this <sighs> family, the father is identified as a woman. His fiance, the mother-to-be, identifies as a man. Oh, I guess he picked the wrong one, right? And the son considers himself a girl. And of course, the daughter thinks she's actually a boy. So an entire ten- transgender family, all under one roof. Daniel wow. Harriet, Harriet was born a woman, while his fiancée, Shirley Austin, was born a man. <laughs> and both have previously been married. Uh. Then there's the 11-year-old Mason and 13-year-old Joshua, who have switched sexes. And the whole family is in transition. Yeah. Shirley taught Daniel how to use a chainsaw. And <laughs> Daniel taught Shirley to memorize all the stones in her engagement ring in case another woman asks. And Daniel does the yard work and Shirley does the cooking. <sighs> and Daniel says that they are actually very traditional people who really see each other. <laughs> I, like, I like the very last sentence. Oh, yeah. And the gender status of the couple... Couple, um, two dogs, um, did not report. <laughs> they got the, two dogs. Oh my goodness. And we don't know if they're male or female or they switched or it what. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It does, Mr. Powell. This is crazy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine living next to these cuckoo birds? No. Oh, come on. Who are they hurting? Who are they hurting? They're not hurting anybody. Leave them alone. Well, they're hurting society. They're hurting culture. Yeah. They're hurting the human race. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do hurt. This is not normal. This is weird. Yeah, yeah. these things have ramifications. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the, the, you talk about fake. That's a fake family. It's, it, everything's, it's nothing's real mm-hmm. oh my and that's Lord. what came to me remember um a couple of months ago yeah everything is is not real nothing yeah. is real nothing's real and it just gets worse and worse and stupider and stupider and stupider doesn't it it really does it certainly does so yeah fake news but it's more like phony news mm-hmm. it's, it, there really is real news out there but you're not really hearing it you're just hearing this this is almost like the Inquirer now. The whole the whole world's just turned into this demon possessed gossip column. You know, exactly. it's just stupid, um, crazy. Anyway, what else, Miss Capel? I think that's it. That's it. That's that's uh, that's the, those are our headlines for today. I don't feel like I really offended anybody out there. Oh, I'm I'm I beg to differ. Really? You oh, think yeah. I got, you think I got that out? I think you did. Okay. Cool. All right, cool, all right, cool, cool, okay. All right, well, then if you give them a chow, I'm going to leave. Ciao, babies.